Hello, and welcome to A Call for Love. I believe the most powerful gift you can offer yourself is to give and receive love more freely. I'm your host, Linda Orsini, meditation guide and spiritual coach. Everyone has the desire to be seen, heard, respected, and loved. The journey to becoming more connected to your greater purpose lies within the ability to live from the deep source of love within you. Let's begin. Welcome Tessa Lynn Alburn. She is here because she is in line with a call for love. She is a feminine energy coach and podcast host for women seeking freedom, connection, and having their voice in life and business. With decades of experience leading live and virtual events and helping women create results, Tessa now helps women express their true voice, which we all want, to be heard and to show up in a life and way that they really want to. So welcome here, Tessa, for A Call for Love. Thank you, Linda. I'm happy to be here. I feel like our messages are very aligned And I love that you are into really creating results for people because we want to live more intentionally, more mindfully in our life this moment in order to raise our vibration to be in the best place of love and light. And I feel that that message resonates with you, correct? Absolutely. And I love that you're using the phrase about like raising our vibration, because I think that's a, it's a big part of happiness and succeeding in one's life. And not everybody's aware of that. They're like, I don't know what that means, or I'm, I have energy, right? So there's kind of a mystery around it for a lot of people. Exactly. And I think that we have become masters of living a life just by remote through reactive responses, as opposed to really acknowledging where we are in each moment and deciding if we can be in a place of love or if there's a call for love. So in terms of a call for love, which really means tapping into your highest vibration, how would you say, Tessa, that you live very mindfully to create the awareness to shift into loving kindness for yourself and others? That's a great question. So I believe in the importance of understanding and and staying aligned with our deepest values. And I'm really talking about like virtuous values. I'm not talking about like I value, you know, money for example, because it's not money is just an object. But what is it behind that that somebody might value money for? Right. So for me, for example, one of my highest values is compassion. And it's important for me to bring that into the world, however I can. And I am not always a compassionate being. I mean, I do get frustrated. I might judge somebody. Right. That's part of our human nature that that's the like the little devil inside. And we can interrupt it, though, and not be in reactivity. And instead be in response and choice. Like this is happening around me. I don't have to enter into it at the same level. So for me, my mindfulness working daily practice of being is to have that 
and, and to be aware of how I'm interacting, to make the choices of how I'm doing that that are in alignment with who I came here to be, the highest part of me. And the human gets to make mistakes, you know, she's not perfect, but I know exactly where I need to be and I know how to get back on track. So that hopefully is helping to frame, you know, how I do all that. I love that. I think, Tessa, we could get together for a tea and have a great conversation. <laughs> mm, <laughs> for sure. I, fe I feel like that exactly. I mean, why are we so hard on ourselves? We are human beings living the spiritual experience. And we are first coming from it from a human perspective, which is reactivity, uh, like our habitual responses. And until we really create the practice to soften into the moment and create more awareness to shift into a better intention, which creates a more really beautiful action, then we can really transform our relationships, ourselves, and really the world around us, right? It's one step at a time. Absolutely. And so even as you were speaking, I could tell like, we, we share some of the same values. You know, you use this word beautiful. A lot of people feel like, oh, well, that's subjective. You know, beauty is subjective, but maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I think we all really know when we're experiencing something that's beautiful, we feel it, right? We connect to it. And so for me, it's not, I'm not always talking about beauty, image beauty or the surface beauty of something. I'm talking about the that feeling that one gets of love and pure beauty from the essence of something or someone that's beauty to me. yeah that's beautiful i when i was growing up i'm the youngest of 11 children and i didn't have any grandparents and my mother's friends louise de spirit and my aunt clara they would always look at me and they'd say you're so beautiful and i'd say i'm beautiful. My hair's this, my face is this, my everything about me. And then it wasn't until I started to do the work that they weren't looking at my physical body. They were right. looking at the essence of me. And now when I meet my clients or I go into yoga class or meditation class, I say, hi, beautifuls. And because it's not their body I'm talking about, it's their spirit. And the people who are really coming into my life are really beautiful people. And just like I have met you now, Tessa, I think that beauty attracts beauty. Love attracts love. You know, anger attracts anger, which we don't want. So when we're in awareness, we can invite that in. So are there any tips or strategies you've used in your life to notice where you are in the moment and to create that shift to invite more beauty? Yes, I would say, I mean, there are many that I'm using at this point uh, in time, and a lot of them have become really integrated in a way that I can't necessarily sort them anymore. But with that said, one of the first things that is so important is literally the pause. Pausing. Because when I'm like, you know, whether it looks like running around, you know, getting stuff done, hurrying, walking too fast, like 
I have a friend who used to say, don't walk so fast. And I was like, am I? And then I really, I looked at that and I thought, well, I kind of am. I mean, sometimes it's purposeful and other times it's not. Other times I'm just in that habit. And so the pause allows just pausing. Like it's okay to pause. It's safe to pause. Nobody has to give me permission to do it. I can just pause in the middle of a conversation. I could pause here and have silence. And you would probably be okay with that. But a lot of your listeners might not be, right? Because they're not used to the to a pause. Like what's happening? Why isn't something going on that's filling my brain other than the crappy messages that have been in there? You know, those little gremlins, those trolls. And so I think when we become more used to silence, then we can create a pause that that allows us with intentionality to connect to our whatever whatever we want to call it. You could say connect to your inner peace, your higher power, to the beauty of the life, great life intelligence of everything, to the divine to, oh, maybe I just want to pause and connect to my intuition or pause and connect to the human, right? What is it I'm feeling right now? Oh, oh, and just love her a little bit more. Listen and love. So listening is the next level of the pause, right? It's pausing and listen. What am I becoming aware of right now inside me and whatever I'm choosing to connect to energetically? I feel like people are thinking that the pause is just too simple. It's just too simple. How can it make such a difference? And it can make the world of difference. When I look at the young kids today, multitasking, they have taken to a new dimension. Not only are they playing an electronic, the TV's going, the other computer's going, the phone's going. We are built on distraction. And it takes real intention to create pause. And that's where the power is in the pause. And that's where the miracles happen. And what you're saying is that if we could tap into that, it would be life transformative. It is. And I think it's doable. I think one of the reasons people don't do it is because they get freaked out in the pause. Right? And suddenly all the worries jump in. Oh, no, let me, let me get on that. Let me make sure I'm listening to something. I don't want to miss out, right? The whole FOMO thing. And I learned about the pause from like, really learned about pausing from these workshops that I took years ago. And the facilitator was really amazing at this. And he had some mad skills when it came to understanding the the nervous system and how emotions connect in with the nervous system. And he had studied a lot of birth trauma. And so he helped families like unravel from problems. Like they'd come in and, you know, oh, our son, this, our son, that. And basically what he would do is like sit on the floor with the kid and just be like, hey, what do you need? You know, what do you want to do right now? And then the, so the kids was cut off from his own information or 
or was wanting to express something that the parents didn't know how to listen to because they were worried about being good parents. But we all kind of come in with these strange little birth traumas. And often, if we think about it, like our births were surrounded with wackiness. You know, for me, it was my mother was like, she was in agony and they didn't have the right kind of drugs back then for her. And she just wanted me out. <laughs> I wasn't ready. You know, I was small when I came out. And my father was missing. He he decided to work a night shift and he wasn't going to come to the hospital. So there's all this like emotional drama and trauma and things going on where my mom probably needed her husband by her side to soothe and calm her. She wasn't getting that. So all that stress I was like feeling. And then we come into this life and we carry that with us. It's unresolved. Mom can't go back and like rebirth me and say, it's all okay, honey. Now you're going to have this wonderful welcome to the world. Like it's awesome. Instead, there's all this stuff just poured onto the, to us and we feel it. We soak it up. We're like little sponges at that point. And then we start making choices from there and all the negative love stuff that we learn. You know, when a parent says no, we think they're abandoning me or, you know, I'm horrible. And so we've got to get past that. Learn that it's actually okay to pause because we are in many ways, we are the most important one here right now. I'm not talking about the ego. I'm talking about the value of this divine being who came into the world as a human, but we are divine at the same time. And if we're not pausing for that recognition, then we're missing a big part of the, we're missing 80% of the picture. And so we can run around and we can try to consume and fill our needs through this, that, or the other, whether it's entertainment or adventure, sex, you know, that's why people have so many addictions. Uh, we see it everywhere. Uh, we want to get back to our essential being and create a relationship with it. And so when I pause, I'm like, I'm the, I'm the one who has the answers right here, right now. And I'm just going to do my best to listen to that and proceed and make a choice that I know is going to be good for me. And that's very beautiful because I hear that you're saying that through the pause, you can heal that past suffering or pain or emotional turmoil is through the pause that we can go back. I know for myself, if I've had something that's caused me emotional pain, I actually relive it in my mind and reframe it. Awesome. Because yes. I just feel like, okay, I had an interaction with somebody, let's just say, which is not as traumatic. We're just taking a light incident. And I go back and I and I kind of heal the, the scenario by reframing it and and offering different intentions. And I kind of work through it with that. People say you can't heal the past, but I believe you can. How do you feel about that? I absolutely 
believe that you can uh, because I've done it. Mm. In the in the mindset that I have around it, Linda, it's like we have whatever happened mm-hmm. on that time. But we can shift the impact of it and give ourselves almost like a second blueprint. So we can have both. And we can choose to be over there in the in the way of the past, or we can choose to be in the way of the present. And so to get to that place, I think as you were talking about the reframe, I the word that came up was acknowledgement. Right. And and the other word that's very close to that, like right on its heels for me, would be acceptance. Right. It's acceptance of yes, I First of all, I acknowledge whatever I went through. It's painful. Of course, it makes sense that I would be, you know, upset or whatever it was, you know, maybe at age eight, having a tantrum or something. Um, I can accept that because that little girl was not getting what she needed. She didn't know how to get it. And she shouldn't have to have known how to get it because she wasn't an adult. She wasn't even fully formed. The cool thing now is we are fully formed as adults. And so we can choose to hold that as a precious learning and also make a new choice from this place in this moment at this time. So that doing that will heal the past if we can bring it in as part of us and not try to keep dismissing it. We're setting it aside or pretending it's not there. It didn't happen. If we can literally just embrace it, then it has no more power over us. What I hear you saying, which I 100% agree, which is the message of a call for love, is creating space to create awareness in the pause, being mindful to the moment on purpose without judgment and holding space for all that is. And then through that, creating a new intention and a new action, because you know, this is what separates us. I think from the animal kingdom is that we have choices and we can work from the egoic mind or the higher self mind. And when we give our self time, space and self-compassion we can make choices and that, and like you said before, they might not be the most perfect choices, but with practice and with repetitivity, because that's what life is going to give us, we can reframe it and we can move on from it. But it's really the power of mindfulness, the pause, making different choices to be more loving. Yes, I totally agree with you. And as part of that, being more loving, it's got to start here. Mm -hmm. Right? Like how, oh, how can I be more loving to myself in this moment? What do I need? Oh, wow. I just, I need to walk away for a few minutes or I need to go sit down or not sure. Maybe I need to just take a few moments and figure it out. Right. So I love what you also said about the repetitiveness of the practice. This is essential. I and I refer to it as 
consistency, right? We've got to show up mindful and consistent Mm -hmm. with the intention. And I was fortunate enough many years ago to work with a uh, Dr. Glenn Eggstrom, who was at the doctor of kinesiology at UCLA. And he had done studies. He mostly worked with scuba divers. And that was my interest at the time. And I was on their team as a scuba instructor. And he had done these studies where people were doing simple things, simple things like clearing. There's a skill called mask clearing when you're a scuba diver because water will leak in and you want to make sure you can safely get it out without choking underwater, right? So you learn how to do that. Well, but it's not until somebody does that skill 18 to 20 times that then it's mastered. And we're not even talking about energy. Like we're talking about a skill, a thing that where you move your hands, you breathe a certain way, you stay physically still and you do it. And you, in order to get to mastery, you've got to do it in a row. 18 to 20 times perfectly. And so people are like, oh, I tried meditation, you know, like three times. <laughs> or I did it last year. I'll try it again. It doesn't work. You know, well, you've got to remember that you have had, we have had a whole lifetime of inundation and programming. And programming is mostly to fit in and belong. And so we shut down parts of ourselves, our personality, our true desires. We, we shunted them away because they weren't getting us what we needed, which was the acceptance to belong and fit in and know that we mattered. And so we've got to unravel that. But it does. the good news is it doesn't take a whole lifetime. We can do it actually relatively quickly, you know, within a few months if we're focused and we know what the steps are to take. It's so fascinating. I completely agree. This is completely the message of a call for love. And with kindness and self-compassion, we can do that one little baby step at a time. I always remember that movie from Bill Murray. What about Bob? He said, just take a vacation from your problems and just do baby steps at a time, baby steps at a time. We don't have to move so fast in order to go far. And the power of the pause and all your beautiful reflections are really just the essence of the message of a call for love. And I so thank you for being here today, Tessa, to share your message. It was so beautiful. You shared it so lovely and so succinctly. And I know that our listeners will be more than grateful to connect with you. And all the links will be in the show notes so that you can connect with Tessa if that resonates with you. So from my heart to yours, to all the listeners of A Call for Love, namaste. Thank you for listening. It would mean so much to me if you could share this episode with someone you feel could benefit from its message and subscribe to a Call for Love podcast to receive new weekly episodes every Tuesday. Head over to globalwellnesseducation.com to learn more.
Have you ever found yourself caught in the grip of overwhelming emotions and battling fear, stress, and anxiety? And I'm not talking about everyday work or life stress, but those relationship triggers or self-limiting beliefs that are really weighing you down. Well, I've been pouring my heart and soul into a course that I'm so excited to share and it's called Emotional Detox. It's actually starting soon. I've been working for years to create this course, research and studying, and I'm bringing all of the teachings together in one platform. I hope you can join. Check the show notes for the link and I'll see you there.